If you desire to walk in alignment with your purpose, to live a life of joy, abundance, and fulfillment, you've come to the right place. This is Sarah Locke, and welcome to Purpose Unlocked. Today, I want to share with you the life-changing tools and strategies to find freedom in forgiveness. We're going to start with why, and it's not just because you should do it, it's a good thing to do, and sitting in resentment is obviously not good for you, but instead, we're going to explain the importance of the science behind it. And then I'm going to walk you through two of the most useful strategies that I personally have used and what that looks like. So first, the science. Research suggests that practicing forgiveness can actually lead to positive changes in the brain and how the brain is working and which areas are activated. One of the ways we know that is because studies using neuroimaging, such as fMRI machines, have been able to link practices of forgiveness with the activity centers of the brain that produce empathy and compassion and increase emotional intelligence. Also, what happens is the neurotransmitters and the way that they're activating can also change. And what this means is we can increase the amount of oxytocin that is being created. And that oxytocin is a hormone that is related to bonding, feeling safe. And when you feel safe, you naturally feel more relaxed and more calm, less anxiety. And it's associated with a decrease in cortisol production. That is the hormone that's associated with high levels of stress and anxiety. And we know that increased cortisol production can also unfortunately lead to things like inflammation, which can lead to other diseases. So practices of forgiveness are not just important for your overall well-being and your relationships, but it's also really important for your brain, your mental and physical health. So these benefits extend far beyond just feeling better about yourself in your life. They actually change the they can actually change the wiring in your brain and help you with your mental health and physical well-being. So that's why we need to forgive. But what are some of the practices that we can use on a daily day basis to help us do that? One of the first ones that I'm going to walk you through is actually part of a meditation that I read about in this book called The Six Phase Meditation Method by Vishen Lakhiani. I really like his work. And the third phase of his six phase meditation method is all about forgiveness and the power of forgiveness and what that looks like. So we can actually forgive people from anywhere from the smallest, silliest little thing to big, painful, important things. You know, whether someone bumped into you at the supermarket or someone that you love truly hurt your feelings, you can be practicing these forgiveness strategies and it's still healing no matter what stage of offense you feel like you're working with. So if you are in your car right now, do not close your eyes. But if you're not, uh, get a comfy spot and you can sit down or just close your eyes, put your hand in a fist and put it over your chest, put your other hand over that fist and push it tightly towards your chest. What this will do is create the feeling of a hug and it will make you feel more relaxed and close your eyes, take a deep breath. And I want you to picture the person who has offended you. 
I want you to think of what was it that they did or said. I want you to find a safe place where you and that person can talk about it. And I want you to explain to them what they did and how that made you feel. I want you to be able to feel those feelings. You can clench your fists, you can scream, shout, or cry, but I want you to experience those feelings so you can release them. Now take a deep breath, and on your next exhale, I want you to picture that pain leaving your body. I want you to ask, what is it that you learned from this experience? How did you grow from the pain? Next, I want you to ask yourself, this person that offended me. Put yourself in their shoes and ask, why did they feel that that, that behavior was appropriate? How have they been hurt in the past? Now think back to that situation. What might have been going through their mind that would have warranted that behavior? Were they even considering your feelings and how their actions might make you feel? This part of the exercise is not to justify their behavior. Instead, it's to create understanding and bring you to deeper levels of empathy. In this final stage, we're going to extend love and compassion. If you can, I want you to forgive this person and in that moment, extend love in the form of a hug or a warm touch. If this is unsafe or uncomfortable, extending beyond your boundaries, it might help to picture that person as a child or picture their inner child that has been hurt and extend love and compassion to that young person who needs a hug. And after one final deep breath in and exhale, I invite you to open your eyes. And even though that is such a quick practice, it is something that can be so healing for you every day. So congratulations on completing that phase of your forgiveness meditation. Forgiveness is something that requires a lot of strength, but it also generates a lot of healing. So if you walked through that, even if you could just get through the first step where you're acknowledging and speaking to them what they did to you, you're still making a big step on the journey to forgiveness. So you might have walked through the entire meditation and in that situation, 
you might feel in this moment that you forgive them and it might take you a few rounds. You might realize that next week you're triggered by something or that feeling comes up again, that feeling of anger or upset. And you realize, okay, I have to take a a step back. I have to walk through that meditation again. I have to re-forgive them. And that is completely okay. Sometimes forgiveness takes time and it takes forgiving over and over again. It's not an immediate thing. I also want to mention that forgiveness doesn't mean removing boundaries. It actually can create a container in which you have really healthy boundaries and allows everyone in the relationship to flourish. Now, sometimes sometimes we think of boundaries as big stone walls that are designed to keep people out, but sometimes that unfortunately has to be the case, but it's not always the case. Sometimes I would think of boundaries more as a garden. And I am not the world's best gardener, but I do love to cook with fresh herbs. So I've had an herb garden in the past. And the thing about mint and oregano is while they are fresh and add a lot of flavor, they tend to take over everything. So in order to have a healthy garden where every herb can flourish, you need to put boundaries around the mint and the oregano so they don't take over the rest of the garden. So in order for everyone to grow in a healthy and mutually beneficial way, sometimes you need those boundaries. Finally, I wanna mention that in that last phase of the meditation where you're having to extend that, that love and compassion in the form of a hug, some of us that have experienced unwanted touch have a harder time doing that. So for me personally, I really don't like being touched by large men that I'm not super close with. So for me, I feel a lot more comfortable picturing their their inner child or their younger self that perhaps didn't have a real man in their life to give them the good example that they needed on how to treat women. So that is, so again, that can be something that a lot of us, especially as women struggle with but you don't have to be hugging or physically touching that person. It's really just a way to to express compassion. And a lot of the time, if it's their inner child, it makes that part easier. And sometimes we're going to have deeper wounds that take a little bit more work to heal. Sometimes those deep wounds create scars that we've lived with for so long, we don't even know the root cause of why that started happening. So this next process of forgiveness is gonna take a little bit more work on your part to get to the bottom of it, but I've noticed that in order to heal those deep scars, we need to first identify where they've come from. In order to do that, I like to do what's called a timeline where you have to map out everything that's happened in your life from the very beginning. So you're going to start with as early as you can remember, map out your highs and your lows. And you're going to do that, I like to do it on a yearly basis or every five years in the early years when things are a little bit foggy and I'm not sure how old I was. But I have, you you plot out your timeline and you plot out all of the highs and lows. Anything that happened in your life that you can remember that felt significant, even if it's just one little thing that something, that someone said to you that sticks out in your mind as something that had a really positive or really negative impact on you. Then I want you to label each of those times with an emotion. Now you can rate the emotion one through 10. 
uh, one being it made you feel bad to 10 being it made you feel awesome. Or you can label it with an exact emotion like this made me feel sad or this made me feel happy. For me personally, when I did it, uh, I kept it really simple and I labeled the, the good things as awesome or happy. I labeled the bad things as suck. <laughs> and then when I got to certain points in my life where things hurt really bad, like my divorce, for example, I labeled that instance super suck. But whatever language works for you, make sure you're labeling what you felt in those moments. And then if you go back to the beginning and you see any of those moments where you were feeling really low or really bad and made to feel that way as a young child and you brought some of those feelings with you, those are the instances where you want to dig deep and pull that out by the root. And what you're going to want to do is forgive that person. And this might take time. But what I've done in that situation is I identified the person I figured out what it was that they said and how it impacted the rest of my life. And it was so crazy. And in that moment, I got really emotional because I realized that something that was said to me as a young child that wasn't intended to shape the rest of my life and how I feel about myself was actually something that led to my feelings of body dysmorphia and hating my body for years like after that so what I did was I wrote a letter so I encourage you once you discover who that person is and what was said write them a letter explaining what they did that hurt you and how that impacted the rest of your life explain to them what how this has made you feel and everything that you've struggled with as a result of that and then if you can understand how they were feeling in that moment, write that down and explain to them in the letter that you want to forgive them because you don't want to live with the hurt anymore. And this can be so hard. When I first did this exercise, I, um, it was a course that I was taking actually. And they said, okay, like once you identify the person, write the letter. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was so adamant that I was not going to write this letter that I told my husband, I'm not doing it because that person does not deserve a single second more of my time or my brain power or the hurt that they caused me. So about a, a few days to a week later, I, I caved and I was like, because uh, the more I thought about it, the more emotional I was getting. And I realized in that moment that uh, it kind of feels and seems like I might have to write the letter and that I'm still harboring a lot of these feelings of resentment and unforgiveness. Now, we, we've, heard, we've all heard the phrase that drinking, uh, that harboring resentment is like drinking poison and hoping that your enemy dies. Now, this person was already long gone. They lived a beautiful long life and she has since passed away. But the fact that I was still harboring this, I'm still drinking the poison of resentment, thinking it's somehow impacting her and it's obviously not. <laughs> so, so I can tell you from experience that this can be such a powerful exercise and you can heal from things that you didn't even realize were still impacting you. So if this is you, if you have things that you need to heal from, whether they're big things that happened in your childhood or small things like your husband not putting away his laundry, no matter what it is, 
forgiveness can be such a healing process and it activates those centers of the brain that are really good for your mental health. So I hope that if this has inspired you or helped you heal, that you're able to share it with someone else. Your support means the world to me. So if you can leave me a comment and let me know how this has helped you, that would be amazing. And I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for the precious gift of your time. If you found this helpful, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share with someone you love. Until next time, count your blessings, love yourself, and stay fabulous.